Connects Media, this is Atlanta Morning Brand. I'm your host, Jonathan Hilliard. Atlanta Morning Brand is a show all about businesses built right here in the capital of the South. But more importantly, it's a show about their founders. We wanted to find some of the city's most interesting entrepreneurs and creators, hear about their challenges, successes, and how they built a brand that will last. Today on the show, we're catching up with Atlanta Born and Brand alumni, Crystal Rodriguez. Crystal is the owner, co-founder, and boss lady extraordinaire behind HodgePodge Coffee Shop. We first spoke with her at the very beginning of March, just as the COVID-19 pandemic was about to pick up steam. Being a traditional brick and mortar store, HodgePodge has faced some challenges in the last few months. But Crystal and her team have found a way to pivot their business and give back to the community at the same time. Without further ado, we proudly present to you, Crystal Rodriguez. Hey, Crystal. Hi, how you doing? Doing very well. It's a very swanky uh, location you're coming from today. Thanks. It's my bedroom. Um, gotcha. You know, COVID gave me plenty of time to, uh, <laughs> to, <laughs> to work on my interior decorating sure. skills. Yeah, so lots of painting, lots of wallpapering. Um, Love it. Yeah. Well, it looks great. Thank you. (laughs) So I was just saying before you jumped on, we kind of caught you at a a funny time. I think, uh, you know, when we first talked to you, it was like March the 10th or something like that. And it was like, you know, stuff was about to go down. Yeah. (laughs) We had no idea what, but here we are. Right. And so I know, I mean, the shop was open regular hours at that point and, and things, you know, felt normal and we were about to get hit with sort of that first, um, you know, shelter in place and all that. So tell us, just kind of update us what's been going on with HodgePodge since that time. And, and I know just from watching you guys on social media, um, you've really turned your space into, into a community space and not a coffee shop. So update us on some of the things that you guys have been doing. Sure. So um, when we first started, uh, when COVID first hit, it was, you know, it was a big shock. We were about to open up our market. Um, We were, you know, spring is our busy season. So we were gearing up for that. And then everything just sort of halted. And we dropped like 70% in sales the first 30 days, which is pretty scary. Um. But, you know, I didn't want to close our doors because I felt like if we did close, the likelihood of opening them back up was, you know, it was definitely going to be more of a difficult process. You have absolutely no revenue coming in, but you still have bills and everything else that needs to be paid. Um, So I applied for every loan, every grant, everything that came our way. We did cut our hours a little at our main location, um, our original location. So set up from seven to seven, it was seven to five. Um, And then I was able to sort of think about like, okay, well, what can we do to help people during this process? So, you know, all over social media, there was talks about the shortage in toilet paper, the shortage in flour, because everyone wanted to bake sourdough for the first three months. Um, 
you know, and it was, it was weird because it was like, well, we, we have access to all of that, you know, through our different vendors. And when we reached out to them, they had plenty. So we started the hodgepodge pantry. So, you know, a little prerequisite to the market. Um, but we bought the huge, you know, 50 gallon bags or 50 pound bags of everything. Um, and we just sort of divvied it up and laid, let our customers buy it from us. So the nice thing is, is that even with us having a bit of a, you know, uptick for retail, our prices were still a lot lower than what people were getting at the grocery store. And we also had our COVID impact price. So there were two prices. If you were financially, um, you know, impacted by COVID, then we just let you buy at cost. And that was on the honor system. You know, these, this is something that no one could have planned for. No one expected. We certainly didn't anyways. So, you know, we wanted to make sure that everyone could be covered as they could. Um, our manager was awesome. And, you know, there was a lot of talk about how a lot of kids, you know, depended on APS for meals every day. Right. Yeah. And so she took it upon herself to start making bag lunches for kids, like, you know, two or three times a week. And then we made care packages for the elderly, which we then rolled into being a um, 20 families from APS who needed help. Um, but weekly groceries for them. So we had different recipes. We would have different prepared foods fresh fruits, vegetables, toiletries, all that sort of stuff bagged up for them that they could come and pick up every Wednesday. And we did that for two months. So, you know, it really has been just really figuring out what works, what, what we could do, you know, like you go from this feeling of paralysis to, okay, well, what assets do we have? Um, one day our landlord who, I love, uh, you know, joined in and the conversation with me was just like, hey, do you know anyone who is making masks? Because I would really love to have one. And I'm sure there are plenty of people who would as well. And, you know, we've always been advocates for, for our artists and our merchants. And right. the idea that all of the festivals for spring and summer were going to be, you know, pretty much gone. And that's usually where they make the most of their, you know, their revenue for the year. We decided to be a place. For what they want. And we just facilitate those sales and allow people to do it. And then, you know, we pay them cashless through Venmo. Nobody's touching paper right now. Uh, you know, each month. And so we get to help them sort of supplement their income, you know, during a really, really hard time. So this Friday, actually, we should be fully opening our market, knock on wood. And hopefully that will be um, another way that we can help the neighborhood. You know, we'll have it where it's contactless ordering, just like we do now. You can come in as well, but, you know, we'll have everything that we have on order spoon and our staff will bag it up for you and you'll be able to just kind of pick it up and keep it moving. So hopefully you can pick up, you know, um, your eggs with your latte, some paper towels and, you know, some hand sanitizer. <laughs> sure. sure. Well, and something we learned when we talked to you the last time, Crystal, was that even in the midst of stuff happening before COVID, you, your personality is just like, okay, what do we got to do to survive? Like, how right. do we do to figure this out? And that is, I mean, that, if that 
hasn't played itself out here. Like a lot of what you're doing is benefiting your community, but you guys got to figure out a way as a business, like you said, to not have to close your doors. Right. So a lot of right. constantly, you know, reinventing yourself to figure out, okay, how, you know, maybe we're not going to do the same revenue where we did this time last year, but how do we keep the doors open until hopefully this all passes? Exactly. Cool. Yeah. So um, right now we're at, I mean, right now we're probably at like a 20% dip on what we would have been, you know, at this time last year. And, you know, I mean, it's a little rough, but compared to the 70, <laughs> right. I'll take it. Yeah, um, amazing. When yeah. Compared to 70% down that first month and now you, you guys are only at 20. Yeah. Especially considering, you know, that we've hit, you know, a climb, a climb up in cases again in the city and all the ramifications that that means. Um, tell me about moving forward. You know, none of us know how long um, – you know, we're going to be restricted as far as, you know, wearing masks, how long it's going to be before people feel comfortable going and sitting in a place with other people for a long period sure. of time. Have you had thoughts about, okay, what is a coffee shop in a, in a post-COVID world, even after, you know, this initial kind of um, impact um, hopefully fizzles, have you had thoughts about kind of what does that look like moving forward? So I would say as soon as we heard that the governor was going to open the state back up, you know, we have been doing Zoom meetings um, with our staff and I let them know that um, I don't care what the governor says um, until, you know, a medical professional says it's okay for people to be around each other. Um, our dining rooms are going to be closed. Right. So um, we have stuck with that. And uh, if you come into our, any of our locations, the very first thing you will see to your right is hand sanitizer and, uh, you know, disposable masks. If you don't have your own, that's fine, but you've got to wear one when you're in the building. Our staff wears them constantly um, because, you know, I take my staff's health and wellness seriously and, you know, I take public health seriously. And I think, you know, if you look at the trends of, not just even different countries, but different states and people that are, you know, really taking it seriously. Um, the being able to flatten the curve has been, you know, it's, it's a real thing. And even though, you know, two coffee shops in Atlanta making it mandatory probably isn't going to help that much. It's still something that, you know, I take, um, I don't take lightly. So I really don't know when we're going to open back up fully. Um, and I'm okay with that. You know, I think I, we definitely had people who have, you know, had some negative, um, things to say. We've had people who, you know, have given us negative reviews simply because we made them wear a mask and it is what it is. You know, not every place is for every person and, and that's okay. Um, right now it's just, unfortunately having to listen to the news <laughs> one of my least favorite things to do in general but you know specifically now um and just trying to follow the, the direction of people who know know more about this than i do you know we get messages weekly from people asking you know are you guys fully open yet and i have to say unfortunately we're not you know right now our gallery has been made into a makeshift 
you know, bakery for, um, for, of course, I'm going to blank. Food Not Bombs ATL has their own side thing that they started once COVID hit. And it was getting food to, um, to, you know, people who are ill, the homeless, and, you know, just people that don't have, um, who live in food deserts, you know, where food is just scarce. And they've been making sourdough. And so our gallery has become their epicenter for their sourdough making. So, you know, we're sharing our space. Um, We've got PPE drop-offs for for Song, which is Southerners on New Ground, Um, you know, because there's still protests going on. There's still marches. There's still, you know, people who need masks and hand sanitizer and water and are going to be, you know, in groups trying to change the way the city works, the state works, and the country works. So, you know, we... um, We've been sending PPE down to the uh, chicken processing plants in Gainesville because they are, you know, filled with a lot of undocumented workers who, uh, I guess, because of that status, uh, their managers and their bosses don't see the need of supplying them with PPE right now. Um, You know, and even if you believe in a pandemic, don't believe in a pandemic, you know, don't believe it's as serious as the flu. What, whatever your thoughts are, you know, there, it's been proven that this has moved from animals to humans. And so if you think that, you know, just on a purely selfish level, that the people that are processing your chicken might have COVID and uh, that might not, you know, expand to affecting you and your family negatively, this is something that, you know, you really need to think about. Um so, yeah, so we've got, like, boxes of masks that we ship off. So it's like, you know, our dining room isn't being used for customers right now, but it's being used for classes and for, yeah, it's being used. All of our spaces are 100% definitely being used. And, you know, hopefully post-COVID we'll be able to transition back to what we were before. Um, but, you know, these connections that we've made and this community that we've created during this pandemic, I pray lives on because it's been really to watch it unfold. And um, I wouldn't want that to go away just because, you know, a pandemic's over. (laughs) Well, and Crystal, like we talked about before, how important the community and the neighborhood you guys are in is to who you are and who your business is. And if you were reckless with people's health, with your workers, with your customers' health, that's the last thing your neighborhood or your community needs. So exactly, it's been an opportunity to put your, your money where your mouth is and say, would we sell more coffee if we opened up our dining room? Probably so. Like, Absolutely. More baked goods? Absolutely. Would people, more people be coming through the doors? Probably, but we care about our neighborhood and our community too much to to really just you know gamble with people's health. And exactly. That's that's admirable. I hope you know. I hope as <laughs> the thing that you said that struck me the most is you know people that know more than me. Uh, you know, as the information comes in from those folks. And listen, there's a lot of people on Twitter who would have you believe that they know more than you. Right. <laughs> I need to see some letters at the end of your last name. I need to see some PhDs. I need to see some MDs. Like I need to see, yeah, 
Yeah. Because yeah. I know I know some stuff, but I also know that I don't know a lot. So I am I am yeah. looking to those people who have spent years upon years upon years researching and understanding things that, you know, I take for granted. So, you know, like I I cannot know a lot because there are epidemiologists out there. Sure. <laughs> so I'm gonna rely right. on them. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, let them do their jobs and you'll do yours. Exactly. <laughs> well, we hope and pray that, you know, things clear up and, and you are able to open, um, you know, in full capacity soon. But until then, please keep us updated on how on how we can help and uh, how folks can, can support what you guys are doing. And uh, before you go, for folks that um, aren't familiar with Crystal and HodgePodge, Crystal, just let everybody know where they can find you on the – on the interwebs, on social media, and, and all the like. Sure. So uh, our website is hodgepodgecoffee.com. Um, you can order from us through Order Spoon. Um, if you want to do uh, curbside pickup, you can do Postmates for delivery. Um, our Instagram is at hodgepodgecoffee. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash hodgepodgecoffee. We try to, I'm trying to keep it as uniform as possible. That's good. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you know, we would love for people to check us out. And if, you know, if you still don't feel safe until after the pandemic to come out, then that's okay, too. We'll see you in 2021. So. <laughs> On the flip side, whatever that is. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thanks, Crystal. Good to see you again. And you, too. With everything. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Atlanta Born and Brand is a production of Connects Media. We're a full-service digital media company focused on helping small businesses tell their story in the most effective way they can. If you'd like to tell the story of your business, we'd love to help. You can find us at connectstatl.com.